This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com. Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. College Sports unfiltered.com. Hey, it's Frank Caliendo, and I'll be back in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yes, Miss- I should have fixed this. Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, for the fourth annual Last for Life comedic event. Mississippi, of course, home of Morgan Freeman and Brett Favre. August 2nd, might have said that already, and we'll see you there. Hakuna Potato. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss to the top. What's going on? What's happening? How are you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. I am Jamie Arrington. He's Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations, buddy. Uh, building a kickball empire one game at a time. There you have it. So this is your first time listening. We're here to give you a break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and more. Uh, go to jamiearrington.net slash to the top talk. Have all those links um, to get you situated on what kind of device, whatever device you listen on, whatever computer you listen on, there is a way for you to keep up with the show. All right, before we get into all the news of the week, uh, this was announced today. Conference USA and the NFL Network have announced a new four-year deal that's going to broadcast, uh, they're going to broadcast 10 games a year on Saturdays for the next four seasons. So I'm not sure what the financial details are just that yet of this, but this will definitely be a step up to our current package in regards to exposure. Yeah. Well, my first, uh, the first thing I was going to ask when you mentioned that is, uh, how much, <laughs> how much are we getting paid for this? Um, and I know it is fan. It's, it's way better exposure than um than we've had, but um it sure would be nice to just somehow miraculously the uh, leadership of Conference USA eat some you know crazy good lucrative deal. Um, but but anything's better than nothing, and it seems like a step in the right direction. And uh, NFL Network's cool, man, big time. Yeah, I mean, and this is probably gonna. I don't, you know, I think that uh, I don't know what time of day they're going to play but to, to have a game broadcast on a saturday um you would think it would either be you know an afternoon slot or an, an evening slot i would imagine um so we'll see what happens but I, I think it's a good thing i mean you look at you know it definitely a step up from being sports and i really don't as long as we're on somewhere i'll watch it i don't care mm-hmm. but as far as your casual fans i mean you're going to have a lot of people turning into the the, the uh, nfl network and you know, may catch a game kind of like we used to be when we would be on ESPN on the Tuesday and Wednesday nights. It's going to be one of those things where you can accidentally run into it. Uh, whereas with the Facebook thing and the BN and all that, you you had to pretty much make an effort, right? It's, you know, to go out and, and find it. So, and you know, let me ask you this: as far as what games they're going to put on, I guess they hadn't announced any of that yet. Um, 
is they just going to like see how the season's shaking out and then pick the game of the week? Or do you have any idea what's going going to go on there? I don't yet, but I would imagine that we would find out as it gets close, maybe as it gets closer to the season. I mean, I don't think they would just pick it weekly. I think they would have to at least pick a little bit in advance, but it may be a situation where, you know, kind of like the NFL does sometimes with their primetime games is they don't, you know, pick the last couple of weeks until they get towards the end of the season. So that might be something like that just to see how things shake out. And, you know, one of the marquee games on the schedule this year could be that last game of the season against FAU. Hmm. The Fighting Kiffins. The Fighting Kiffins. Uh, last chance you, and we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we had you had a great interview last week with Mark Medix. We kind of took a week off from all the jibber-jabber. Uh, we both had anniversaries. Happy anniversary to Katie. Happy anniversary to Melissa. We had a great Indeed. time last weekend. Um, but you had a great episode last week with Mark Maddox. Uh, his record was broken this week, and we're going to get into that and more. If you want to uh, support the show, be sure you check us out at patreon.com slash to the top talk. Keep picking up a new couple of new Patreons here and there. So, uh, check it out. Um, we'll give you a shout out at the end of every episode. All right, Jason. So let's talk Southern Miss baseball. We didn't get to talk about it last week, but you've kind of had a stretch here where the Golden Eagles seem to have sputtered towards the finish line. The, the, we've lost the last three weekend series and that's something where we had you know swept uh, the majority of our weekend series on the season so tell us bring us up to speed with what's been going on with southern miss baseball this past week okay this past week uh, of course we played uh we played troy and uh had a humongous uh victory it was i guess it was a week and a half ago but uh versus troy 12 to 2 victory it was rally bike night um everybody showed up in their rally bike t-shirts uh fantastic promotion put on by uh, southern miss and then, uh, of course, that night, uh, Donaldson had a big night, three hits, four RBIs, 16 total hits, which is something that you really like to see towards the end of a year, the uh, offense really getting rolling. Uh, and then you had UAB coming into town. You mentioned that we had lost two consecutive Conference USA series to Rice and uh, F- FAU. Yeah, yeah, FAU. So you'd like to think that last week, um, UAB rolling into town, you kind of right the ship just a little bit. Uh, didn't start off great. Lost that Thursday game. Remember, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday because they wanted just one extra getaway day with the uh, conference tournament coming up next week, starting on Wednesday. But uh, lost a heartbreaker on Thursday. Lost three to two. But silver lining: Walker Powell nine innings pitched. He of course got the no decision. But right here at the end of the year, if there's a number one on this team, Walker Powell is the number one, and he is at full strength. He's throwing a bunch of strikes. And, um, and you know, there's, you know, let's cross our fingers, but we don't have any injuries, you know, going into the tournament. Uh, and Walner hit a bomb that game. Uh, let's move on to Friday. Gidry and Walner hit home runs. Uh, Stevie Powers with the win, another bright spot. Um, of course, we, you know, we won that game, so that's the brightest spot. But Stevie Powers has been up and down. It's been several times this year where he's gone less than two innings. Uh, so it's good to see him get the uh, get a quality start and get the win. Then UAB on Saturday, we lost 13 to 10. But. Again, a silver lining. We were getting hammered <laughs> in that game and, and made a comeback towards the end in a game that ultimately probably didn't mean a whole lot. Um, but, you know, we, we showed some fight. Slater with five RBIs. Walner hit two home runs, and I know we're going to get to it, but one of those ended up tying Mark Maddox's record, and one of them broke the record. And I know I was talking to my good friend John Smith uh, at the uh, 4th Street uh, Golf Tournament this weekend, and he mentioned that, because I didn't get to go to that game, but he said that Walner batted five times, right? He walked three times, 
The only two times they pitched to him, he hit one to tie, <laughs> one to beat the record. <laughs> so wow. That's, that's pretty yeah, cool. Especially I guess so, yeah. It makes your sense. last home game at the Pete, you know, that's kind of going down in legendary style right there. So it was pretty cool. would have been nice to, you know, sweep the series, if nothing else, win the series. But it didn't happen. And I really think at the end of the day, uh, this team, well, all year long, it's been up and down. All year long, it's been we'll win seven out of eight and lose six out of ten, right? And they've just been a year of streaks. So hopefully that's our bad spot. And going into this tournament, we go ahead and we, we get we get on one of those runs that um, that we know we can. And, and everybody knows we have the firepower to do it. I still think we're the best team in the conference. So but we've sure got to put something together uh, quickly uh, starting this Wednesday versus Rice and maybe the best pitcher in the tournament. You know, and we talked about it before the season that – we weren't really sure about the pitching depth, how the pitching was going to shake out. But what has really killed us has been the errors. I mean, that's what we talk, seems like we're talking about every week, but you're not giving those pitchers the protection they need. And, uh, gosh, it's, it's made for a brutal run the past few weeks. There's only so much that the offense can do. You know, you, you, you can't, you mean, you can have, sure, guys, every team in the country would love to have guys like, like Hunter Slater, like Matt Walner, uh, like Brian Bowen. Um, but it, at some point you got to stop giving away runs because your offense just can't make up for it. And then we've, we've pretty much ran into a lot of that. Um, I mentioned that Walker Powell was probably our number one. Um, I think we've got a team full. I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers, but I really think we have a team full of twos. I'm not sure if, if we do have a one, it's definitely Walker. But that being said, those twos need some help uh, defensively. And um and we haven't given it to them every single game, so who knows? We have the ability to. There's superstars all over the field. Um, love the love the makeup of the club. Hey, we finally settled on a lineup. I mean, how, how long during this season did, did you and I talk about? Got to shake up the lineup. Got to do this. Got to do that. I think Walner's hitting three different spots in the lineup himself. So, um, a lot of things have come to have come together. Every season is. It's like a like a movie, really. You know, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. There's ups and downs. There's drama. We've had all that, and here we are, right here at the end. And and we 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 haven't figured out everything yet, but we have figured out that for stretches we can be an elite baseball club. And we, if we want anything to happen uh, further past the Conference USA tournament, we're gonna have to to zone in on that on on, on somehow becoming an elite club and. Uh, and like I mentioned, I mean, the firepower's there. Just got to put it all together for about a week stretch, and I think we can do it. You know, every season is a journey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and i tell you somebody I want to talk about because I think that he could um, be a crucial a crucial uh, piece of the puzzle as far as Southern Miss winning the tournament this coming week. Um, last Tuesday against Troy, Gabe Shepard getting his first win on the season, five innings pitch. Giving up three hits, um, two walks, nine strikeouts. I mean, I think he was hitting 92, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that's like, that's, you needed another pitcher to step up. And if he finally has that control down, it could be huge this weekend come tournament time. You and I talked about him after his very first start. I was at the game this year, uh, when he got his first, his first action, um, as a Golden Eagle, I believe. And uh, I didn't know who it was, but even from the right field roost, you could tell this guy was just electric. 
there's something different, right? He's a, he's not a he's not a tall guy. He reminds you. I mean, you're gonna hear comparisons to like Roy Oswalt and you know shorter guys that just have an absolute lightning bolt for a right arm. Um, and he's got one. And that game, I think he pitched just one inning. And then I was asking Rick about it, Rick Maddox, and he explained to me that he was coming off of you know uh, Tommy John surgery and they're bringing him back slowly. But goodness gracious, he's a game changer. He is, um, he's the real deal and probably a legit one. It, you know, if you, if you can put it all together, um, heck, you can say the same thing about JC Keys. Really? Just absolutely electric stuff. Uh, so it's, it's, it's good to see. And, and he, he could be, he could be that wild card. Um, if you can get through the bracket and get your way towards the championship round or anywhere close and have a guy like that that not a whole lot of people have seen. That that can that's just filthy. Um, yeah, that 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 could be that could be definitely the wild card uh, going deep into this tournament and and maybe tournaments beyond this week. The Gold Eagles finished the regular season thirty four and nineteen on the year twenty and ten in Conference USA. RPI right now sitting at fifty five. Well, like we mentioned earlier, there is a new home run king in Matt Warner and a new home run queen in Mark Maddox. Uh, Matt Warner with 54 home <laughs> runs. Mark Maddox has 53. Uh, no, nah, but Mark, I mean, dude, that, that was a very enjoyable episode last week. You kind you, you love seeing records broken, but then on the flip side of that, you hate seeing a guy like Mark Maddox lose that record. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, first of all. And it wasn't so much me as was Mark. <laughs> when you have guys like that, that, uh, they're just so humble and honest. And just willing to answer any, you know, dumb question that I decided to ask. It's pretty cool. And, um, I tried my best. I really tried my best to get him to give himself a compliment. <laughs> he just won't do it, you know, uh, <laughs> which is, which is cool. That's kind of the Southern Miss way, really. Um, but no, it, yeah. And he mentioned it during the episode. And, and I guess it's really good that we squeezed that in, you know, right before, uh, Walner decided to be Superman again. Um, and hit his 18th and 19th. You know, it's a break to uh, tie and break, but it was uh, it was cool to get that done, and I was so glad we did it when we did, and and it it couldn't have happened to a better guy, and a better family, really. Uh, uh, got gotten to know Matt's parents just a little bit out there in the roost, and yeah, he he he'll represent Southern Miss the right way from from now, you know, until he quits playing, which is looks like it's going to be a pretty long time. For his efforts, Matt Walner not only named Conference USA's Hitter of the Week, but he was also named a National Player of the Week by Collegiate Baseball. So congratulations to Matt Walner. Uh, what a what a career! It's not over yet. He still yeah. has. Hopefully, he has a few more chapters left to go. But what a career and what a treat it's been watching this guy for the past three seasons. Yeah, it is. I was looking up his stats right here. You know, it seems like maybe even a month and a half, maybe two months into the season. People were talking about what's wrong with Walner. <laughs> and you looked at his stats, and you're like, nothing. You know, he's hitting around 300, hitting bombs, and nobody's really pitching to him. So he's doing great. Try this line out uh, 315, 197 at bats, 62 hits, 12 doubles, 19 homers, 51 RBIs, uh, slugging percentage over 660. Uh, not too shabby, you know, for, for a quote unquote off year. Give me a break. This guy's a superhero, and 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 I sure hope he comes back for one more season. I just I don't see any way possible it happens. Well, 
Coming up, uh, this, well, we'll at least get another chance to watch and play. So the Conference USA Baseball Tournament is happening at MGM Park in Biloxi this week. It's uh, it's tipping off. That's not really what you say. You're not kicking off. You're not tipping off. You're it's the first pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, 9 a.m. The number three seed Louisiana Tech taking on the number six seed Marshall. The winner of that game will play the winner of game number two, which is the number seven seed Rice against the number two seed Southern Miss. So with with Southern Miss getting a two seed, uh, they are not playing in the normal four o'clock seven thirty slot. They're going to play a little earlier, but there's all they these games are always delayed. It wouldn't shock me if this game didn't start to like three or four. <laughs> you know. Right. No, and if that's the case, then I'll be watching this game. 12, 30 minutes is going to be tough. It's tough to squeeze that one around a work schedule. Uh, I hope that a lot of people come out for it. I think that they probably will. But most importantly, I've got to find a way to get that W. And, um, and Rice is going to be throwing that. I don't know. They're probably going to be throwing that Friday, guy. So hmm. it's not going to be easy. But nothing this, this part of the year is supposed to be easy. And you know what? Last week. Freaking UAB. That's just how UAB does it. But and they're not even in the tournament. They're not even in the tournament. I know. It's just it's just so typical of UAB. It's almost if UAB would have been in second place in the league, I think we'd I did a hundred percent chance that we'd have swept it. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, uh, UAB got us. But now we got Rice, and um, and it's on, man. I mean, this time of year, that's what happens in Conference USA. Rice and Southern Miss get together, throw the record books out, and all that cliche this and that um southern miss versus rice in an important game and and that's usually how it goes in conference usa so even though it's from the it's it's the very first game in a tournament it was gonna it was gonna happen at some point so let's go ahead and do it win it get it out of the way and um if they come back through the loser's bracket then we'll just do it again all these games for those that can't make it down to the coast um, these games are going to be on ESPN Plus. The championship game on Sunday will be on the CBS Sports Network. Now, in this particular side of the bracket, and, you know, you look at Rice, who um, when we played them a couple of weeks, what two weeks ago, uh, they won two games, we won one. But on the other side, uh, Louisiana Tech and Marshall, we swept both of those teams. So that means nothing come tournament time. But um, you know, they're going to be out for blood if they get that opportunity. So. Could make for an exciting tournament on that side of the bracket. On the other side, so game number three on Wednesday will take place allegedly at 4 p.m. It's going to be the number eight seed UTSA against the number one seed Florida Atlantic. And the winner of that game will play the winner of Old Dominion, the number five seed, and Western Kentucky. So there are the eight teams in the Conference USA tournament. That's going to be uh, Wednesday, May the 22nd through Sunday, May the 26th at MGM Park in Biloxi, so get down there, support the Golden Eagles. Always a great time down there, um, sandbar, whatever. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, and and just quick uh, free plug, but uh, hit up Glorybound. Glorybound over in Ocean Springs, our good friend Will Taylor. There is not a bigger Southern Miss fan, um, so go by Glorybound. There'd be Southern Miss. Uh, sure, I have some Southern Miss uh, game day specials out there. So yeah, but other than that, yeah, sandbar. I just Perfect. thought about I thought about this earlier today, by the way. Oh, and Will, absolutely, yeah, Will's a great dude. Glorybound, amazing food. But can you bet on college baseball? I mean, I was now about to you... ask you if there are odds. You're always my odds guy, and I know they've got that breezeway now from the bow over to MGM Park. 
not that I'm a super gambler guy, but no, why I'm not, wouldn't you? You know, not, why wouldn't you if you're right there, if you can walk across and come right back? I wonder if there's prop bets. Like, is Walner going to hit a homer? That would I be would, cool. I, you know, I just, I've never. We should have done some research on that. I've never seen anything on college uh, baseball, so I, I don't know. But that that definitely adds a new wrinkle to having this tournament on the coast. Um, so hey, somebody go check it out, man. And best <laughs> of luck if you do. All right, Southern Miss softball. So we didn't talk about it last week, but on Wednesday, May the eighth, in the first round of the Conference USA softball tournament, Southern Miss falls to UTSA four to two, ending the season for the Southern Miss softball team. The Golden Eagles finish. 30 and 22 on the year. And uh, shortly thereafter, I believe it was the day after the tournament ended, Wendy Hogue announced she was stepping down. And later it was announced that she's becoming the new head softball coach at Pedal. Don't really know uh, too much about the ins and outs of what actually happened, but um, she did indeed step down and we are looking for a new head softball coach. But regardless of that, Best of luck to Wendy Ho, whatever she does. Best of luck to this, – this is tough for me to say, but best of luck to the Petal Panthers next year. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. Um, nah, well, you know, I, I, I and I feel like we've kind of we kind of created a little relationship with, with Wendy um, through, through the interview that we had and, and just ran into her here and there. There's not a sweeter lady on the planet. There's really not. And uh, things happen, and um, – you know, you kind of run your course sometimes, and, and, and you have to make life decisions. She made one. Uh, she's not far away. Uh, she's going to be still coaching, um, and and I believe she'll be coaching her daughter. You know, I think her daughter's running into to that, that high school range, maybe ninth or tenth grade out there at Pedal. So, you know, good for her. Um, and she gave it her all, and I think we would be super lucky to have anybody uh, near the caliber caliber of Wendy uh, taking the reins the next time around. There's been a couple of names that uh, you may want to keep an eye on. These are the the, the the ones I've heard rumors about. Of course, you got Andy Lee at LSU Eunice mm-hmm. and then Cliff Robinson at Jones Junior College. Spoke with Andy. And, um, you know, Andy is a guy that that he, he's about our age and I've known Andy for a while. He was actually roommates with, with Jeremy McLean at Delta state. I think they, they, they played maybe room together in the Red Sox organization as well. So, I mean, and, and not only that, uh, Andy has just exceeded all expectations. I think he's been at LSU Eunice for, I don't know, eight, nine years, five national championships. Okay. It's a junior college. Don't get me wrong. But they've played a lot of the same teams that we play in the fall every year. Uh, you know, we always do that. But I know they've beaten Louisiana Tech and uh, teams like that. Um, I think they beat Monroe. So, you know, he has the ability to recruit. He has the ability to coach. And and I know that he's a Mississippi guy. So you would have to think that his name would be fairly high on the list. The only thing he's lacking is that NCAA experience. But who cares, right? Can you win or can you not? Can you recruit or can't you? And I think he checks both of those boxes. Um, so it's it, it's super, super duper preliminary list <laughs> that we have, just two people. Um, but uh, but but he's one of them on it. And I, I see no reason that he wouldn't at least get an interview. And we'll see what happens from there. And, you know, Cliff Robinson from Jones Junior College, I believe he won a, a title this year. So I think this year, right. So, I, yeah, right down the road. Um 
And, and, and it, the good thing about it is it's a job that people would, would want to have. It's not the best, uh, but it's getting better. It's better than it was 10 years ago. It's probably a little bit better than it was five years ago. I think Wendy left it better than she found it. So we're getting back. We had a winning record this year. Getting back to uh, respectability and it's just looking for that coach that's, that's, that's willing to, to somehow recruit the kind of talent coast to coast, right? That, that can take us over the hump. And I, I really believe that Coach Hoog probably could have been that person. Um, but she's not, so we have to move on. And those are the two names that, you know, at least right now, you can kind of keep an eye on. Around the same time that uh, she resigned, Conference USA Pitcher of the Year, Abby Traha, I think I said that right, she announced she was entering the transfer portal and has since then ended up at NC State. So best of luck to Abby uh, with her with the transfer to NC State, and I hope all that goes well. And, you know, that's that's uh, that's kind of what it is when it comes to softball and transfers. It, you know, Wendy talked about it a little bit uh, in, in our interview that it's one of the challenges in in soft in coaching division 1 softball is that if you have a player who's not playing or a player who might just want a change of scenery there's really no nothing to keep them uh from doing it so uh here we are and you know Abby was a competitor and she gave it her all while she was here and, and um Wish her nothing but the best, but I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Maybe it was, maybe, I, I, I don't know. It would be speculation if I even guessed. So wish her the best, um, and hope she kills it over at NC State and hope that we find somebody that can jump right in there next year and, and give the same kind of effort she gave for us this year. Other Southern Miss news or Southern Miss related news this week. Southern Miss bas- basketball announced via Twitter that Golden Eagle great Clarence Weatherspoon was returning for his fourth year as an assistant coach. This is something we talked about for a while. Um, excited to, to see Spoon in the mix. You felt like he was going to be the whole time. Uh, it, <laughs> I know when it wasn't announced just right away. Uh, I didn't even want to really talk about it that much because I don't, I don't. I didn't know if there was any kind of, you know, issue there with uh, with with with, uh, with a new regime or anything. I didn't think there was, but who knows? Um, the big deal with Spoon, with people like that, with living legends, you gotta wonder if at some point the grind doesn't just get to them. Uh, this this getting on airplanes, especially in our conference, you know, the travel is 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 uh, just nationwide, really, and. Um, we know he loves the program. Heck, he's been there most of years. When you and I are sitting over there in, in Section G, we see him sitting courtside. So he's always been around it. Son's still on the team. Good to see him back. It's a no-brainer as far as keeping him. Just for nothing else, I mean, obviously he has a huge knowledge, a huge basketball IQ. But just from a recruiting standpoint, I mean, how would you like Clarence Weatherspoon to come into your house? He, like if the kids don't know him. Uh, the parents do. <laughs> so you got to recruit the parents a little bit, and he can do that just easily. Also, Southern Miss News this week, former Golden Eagle and current West Jones head baseball coach Trey Sutton led the Mustangs to the 5A state championship after 10-1 and and 5-2 and victories over Lafayette. Trey, uh, another Southern Miss baseball great, winning national championships, oh, national state championships for the West Jones Mustangs. We gotta get Trey on the show, man. We've talked about it. I know I've mentioned it to him a couple times. 
Uh, it's time to go ahead and uh, put that line in the water and see if we can't get him on. I'm gonna. That's come. That, that's that's my thing for next week. See if we can get Trey on. Uh, he doesn't have anything to do now. I mean, they just they won the championship. He's done, over. right? What's he's he doing done. every day? He's just he's sitting around. You know, he's yapping. I'm, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna help a brother out. Hey man, yeah, quit being absolutely. so lazy. I'm talking with <laughs> <the> you. <show. laughs> also, it was announced this week that former Golden Eagle Jamie Collins was re-signing with the New England Patriots after spending the past few seasons with the Cleveland Browns. He kind of took a one-year deal. Um, not the best payday he got paid last time, but this is kind of a, a chance to prove himself and be back in a system where he shined under Bill Belichick. Hopefully he can get a ring out of it this time, too. He didn't get one last time, right? I, yeah, he, he had one ring. Okay. But, I I mean, God, I'd love for him to get a ring, but at the same time, I'm, the Patriots have won enough damn rings already. <laughs> it's, let Cameron Tom win one. That's what I okay. say. Fair point. Fair <laughs> point. Fair point. But, no, I'm excited. I mean, that's – you know, it's kind of funny that he's leaving. Like, Cleveland is starting to finally – Get some wind in their sails, and now he's leaving. You know, they seem to be primed for big things finally. So, um, but the Patriots are still the Patriots. So I'm sure he'll. We'll see him uh, well off into the playoffs this season as well. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Something else I wanted to bring up. So Southern Miss, um, the ticket office, they unveiled a the 2019 football season ticket renewal. Rewards program. So basically, they're going to have, I believe they're going to have drawings and, and, and whatnot. Um, they're going to notify the the winners, but every week they're going to have a, a drawing of some kind, and they're going to give away some some prizes. So uh, if you renew your, your season tickets for football, you are in the mix. So on May the 24th, they're giving away four touchdown club passes to any home game. Then on my, and see, that's one that I would, I mean, it's neat, but like, I like our seats, you know? Yeah, but our wives would love it. I will send there, we'll send them up there. I don't care. Yeah. Then on May the 31st, four tickets to either the Mississippi State or Alabama game, if you want to put up with, yeah. uh, all those shenanigans. Then on June the 7th, four pregame sideline passes to any home game. That's probably not a good idea for us. No, probably not. Then on June 13th, four complimentary tickets to any home basketball game. So, um, yeah, get some prizes for going ahead and renewing your tickets, and it's going to be an amazing year for Southern Miss football. It just feels like it. You feel like everything's coming together. So if you don't have those tickets, go ahead, get them now. They have a goal, 30,000 five times. So they're they're trying to put 30,000 butts in the seats five times this year. We've... um, We've done it a couple of times in the past. I don't think there's any reason why we can't do it again. Let's 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 get after it. It's going to be so much fun to watch the team this year. This is not necessarily Southern Miss related, but it kind of is because they're an opponent this year. Former Florida State quarterback DeAndre Francois will be a graduate transfer walk-on at FAU. He uh, he had a pretty solid uh, year for freshman year at Florida State. Then a, had an injury that took him out for the year uh, last year. Um, he didn't really do as well in the new system, and he got in some off-the-field trouble. So he's heading to FAU, which is apparently the new Last Chance U. Yeah, p- pretty fitting. Uh, <laughs> they'd be heading to FAU. How many years has he got left? I mean, Kiffin. He went he's out. A- I know he went out and got uh, two years ago. I know he went out and got all those one-year guys and had one halfway decent season. Everybody thought he's the best coach ever. I'm like, eh, I don't think getting one-year transfers is a pro- program builder. But we'll see what happens. He's got he's got, he's a grad transfer, so he's got one year. 
One year. Okay. Well, it's not like we haven't done it. Okay. I get it. Everybody just light me up on Twitter saying that, you know, hey, we've done the one year guys too. I, I get that. But, you know, <laughs> there's a way to build a program and a way to just try to find lightning in a bottle. And who knows? We'll see what they got. But is this the year that they're they're not coming to the Rock this year, are they? No, we're going there. It's the last game of the year. Um, Unless right there's a championship game here, I guess. Correct. Correct. They still are, haven't hosted one of those. They'll they'll be here next year. Yeah, I think we we talked about that with uh, I talked about it with Paxton last year, and I get the players need to know that we haven't hosted one of those. We, we have won the most titles, but have never hosted a championship game at the Rock. I guess when we were kicking ass, we didn't really have championship games, but now that we do, I think it's about time that we host one. Right. For sure. I guess the last one. Well, what was it, the last one Houston? Yes, last one we played. Well, we played in the one. The last championship we won was against Houston in 2011. The last one we played in was in 2015 against Western Kentucky. God, 2011. That's too long. I know everything happened after that. We don't have to. Re- I, I, I know, but geez. If if, if they hadn't been ste- if they hadn't gotten away with stepping all over Dylan Bradley, we probably would have won that one in 2015. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> Well, let's shut it down, man. Special thanks to all the listeners. You guys can follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington, Jason at Bumper J Bailey on Facebook and Instagram as well. Got to give our shout outs. Shout out to college sports unfiltered.com. Go check them out. Shout out to the men of Sigma Chi, the Theta Delta chapter. Shout out to Drew Wick for slinging the graphics. And hey, a very happy birthday this week. To my old teammate, uh, former Jones Junior College cheerleader and Southern Miss cheerleader, and she married a former Southern Miss baseball player, Kelly Wagner, had an amazing 40th birthday party this past weekend at the Byland Company. Jason, do you have any shout-outs? Real quick, uh, we, we, I mentioned it earlier, I uh, played in the uh, 4th Street Bar uh, Golf uh, tournament that they had this past Sunday, benefiting the Hub City Humane Society. And just real quick shout out, saw a few guys there: Will Taylor, John Smith, Jake McAllister, Jeff Lazenby, and a very special shout out to Claude Courtney. Um, I've never met Claude. Uh, I've seen it, we've kind of been following each other on Twitter uh, for a while now, but he he came up and spoke to me, and I really wish that I wasn't dressed up in a bathing suit and a crazy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's what you do for the Four Street Bar tournament. But he came up, said he really enjoyed the show. Um, I, I really enjoyed talking with him and enjoyed playing in the tournament. So shout out to to Slade White and uh, and Booty who, and Kevin Walters who put that tournament on. It was uh, a lot of fun. Claude's a good dude. He's a good dude. All right, so comedy shows. Hub City Comedy's ninth anniversary show. We've had nine years of Hub City Comedy. It's unreal. It's going to be at Brewski's in Hattiesburg on Friday, June the 7th. That show is going to be at 8 p.m. $5 tickets. Get to see 15 of the best comics in the Hub City. Uh, we're going to re- release the poster for this sometime this week, and it is amazing. It is the best poster that we've ever put out. Cool. Got to be looking out for that one. Then Last for Life is going to be taking place on Friday, August the 2nd. That's our annual cancer benefit show. This year we've got Frank Caliendo coming back, as seen on Mad TV. Fox NFL Sunday, ESPN, with special guest Keith Oberstadt. We put out a video on social media earlier today just to kind of help spread the word, but it was from the last time Frank was here. He's backstage, and he started doing his John Madden talking about Brett Favre, mm-hmm. and then he pans over, and Brett Favre's behind him. <laughs> and it was it was just classic. You know, I get home that night. That's on Sports Center. It was a, it was it was kind of surreal watching it all go down, but Frank's going to be back in Hattiesburg Friday, August 2nd. Don't miss that show. It's going to be amazing. Also, 
I feel like we've been plugging this for a while now, but it's not over yet. <laughs> Vote for To The Top Talk for Best Local Podcast and this year's Best of the Pine Belt Awards. Voting going on right now at festivalsouth.org. Do it for Bump. Is that still going on? I'm pretty sure it is. I have to start voting again. It's been like a month since I voted. Yeah, it's the, yeah, man. You gotta get those website clicks. You gotta, you gotta mm. milk it for all it's worth. Gotcha. If you guys want to support the show, you want to get a shout out weekly, check us out. Patreon.com slash to the top talk. If you want to run an ad on the show, if you want to sponsor the show, we have all those options out there for you and more. Um, so go check us out. Patreon.com slash to the top talk. All right, Jason, you have any final thoughts before we really shut it down? Man, I'm just looking forward to this week, looking forward to getting this tournament on. Whenever this tournament rolls around, you know one thing. That means that there is oppressive heat in South Mississippi. <laughs> so so let's get out there and let's avoid any lightning delays and let's take care of Rice on Wednesday. Sounds good. Look for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Give us a rating. Give us a hey, – we got some good reviews this week, by the way. I appreciate that. Cool. Uh yeah. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Helps us out. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.